Welcome to AZPM News Daily, a recap of all the day's news from Arizona Public Media. I'm Steve Jess. And coming up, migrants continue to overwhelm Border Patrol in southern Arizona. Fake electors have been indicted in nearby Nevada while Arizona's investigation continues. And new technology helps first responders aid people in remote areas. First in the news today, migrants continue to cross the border in record numbers in the desert near Lukeville, Arizona, mostly through border wall breaches made by criminal organizations. Danielle Kamara traveled to a remote part of the desert west of Lukeville and filed this report. About a thousand migrants waited to be processed by Border Patrol. Families with children were processed first, and hundreds of men from Africa, India, and Latin America still wait some for two or three days for their turn. 76-year-old Manuel Marin from Ecuador was waiting since he crawled through a cut in the border wall on Sunday. Marin says that last night he suffered. He spent two nights in the cold, but the truth is he thanks God that he gives him health and life to be here and not go back to his country. Like so many others, he says he fled because of increased crime and poor economic conditions at home. From Lukeville, I'm Danielle Kamara, AZPM News. A Nevada grand jury has indicted six people who claim to be presidential electors for Donald Trump, including the state's Republican chair. Nevada is the third state following Michigan and Georgia to indict so-called fake electors pledged to Trump in states won by Joe Biden in 2020. At the same time, the Washington Post reports investigators in Arizona will meet with former Donald Trump attorney Kenneth Chesborough next week in Attorney General Chris May's investigation into Arizona's Trump electors. Chesborough has already been indicted in Georgia alongside former President Donald Trump, former Arizona Republican Chair Kelly Ward, and 10 GOP representatives are also being investigated for publicly signing electors' certificates for Trump, even though Joe Biden won the state by 11,000 votes, it's unclear whether Mays will seek indictments against any of them. Meanwhile, Maricopa County Republican leaders are calling for the impeachment of State Attorney General Chris Mays in retribution for the indictment of two Republican Cochise County supervisors. Those supervisors, Peggy Judd and Tom Crosby, refused to certify last year's general election until forced to do so by a court after missing the state deadline. They cited doubts about vote-counting technology. The Maricopa County Republican Party says its 30-member Executive Guidance Committee unanimously approved a call for the State House to begin impeachment proceedings, claiming Mays, a Democrat, abused her office by prosecuting the two Republicans. In truth, a grand jury, not Mays, indicted Judd and Crosby. Pima County supervisors yesterday adopted a prosperity initiative designed to steer the county toward a future with less generational poverty and greater wealth. The initiative contains 13 policies, with goals such as increasing the housing supply, providing high-quality early child care, and increasing broadband access. Board Chair Adelita Grijalva says the initiative could mark a turning point for the county. The Prosperity Initiative policy calls for collaboration of stakeholders and the community to embrace this two-generation approach to reducing poverty. Um, with it, we can create better opportunities and improved outcomes for working families. The Prosperity Initiative will help create a more thriving community for all of us. 
The Prosperity Initiative was drawn up by a working group that met for over a year and organized nearly 200 meetings. While it doesn't set any concrete plans, several supervisors compared it to the county's Sonoran Desert Conservation Plan, which had guided development of Pima County for over 20 years while protecting the desert environment. A Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals ruling has invalidated the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service's biological opinion on Fort Huachuca's water use from the San Pedro River Basin. Summer Hom has our report. The court found that the 2014 biological opinion failed to sufficiently demonstrate that the effects of the Army base's water conservation efforts were, quote, reasonably certain, end quote, to occur. Ninth Circuit Judge Kenneth Lee wrote that the service's biological opinion did not provide adequate evidence that Fort Huachuca's 480-acre preserved petrified forest easement would have been used for agriculture if that easement did not exist, and that the service also didn't provide, quote, solid information, end quote, that supports the Army's claim of water savings through that easement. The court now orders the Fish and Wildlife Service and the Army to reevaluate its water savings analysis with a new biological opinion. In Fort Huachuca, I'm Summer Hom, AZPM News. A $24 million grant from the Federal Highway Administration will pay for a new wildlife overpass over Interstate 17 about 20 miles south of Flagstaff. The Arizona Game and Fish Department expects the project will reduce crashes involving wildlife and better connect habitats. The project is one of 19 across the nation to receive funding in the first round of over $100 million in grants from the FHWA. A projected start date will be decided in coming months. Next steps include completing the final design and an environmental review. New technology is helping doctors treat sick or injured patients in hard-to-reach areas. Tony Perkins reports. University of Arizona bioengineering professor Philip Gutroff says the instrument bypasses the need for reliable internet or cell phone service. First responders that uh, go into difficult terrain where, uh, you know, access to, to cell infrastructure is not a given, right? Those, those are the type of applications uh, that the device is, is created for. Gutruff and his research team took wearable mesh sensors that can collect vital information like respiration and pulse rate and adapted it to transmit the data across 15 miles without the need for cell phone towers or other digital equipment. The direct communication can be accessed by a supporting physician in an ambulance or clinic using a dedicated receiver unit preparing the patient for treatment. I'm Tony Perkins, AZPM News. And that should catch you up on all the stories we've covered today at Arizona Public Media. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the AZPM News Daily wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Steve Jess. Join us right here tomorrow. Tomorrow.